This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephyr, only on 101.9 High FM. Kenneth Mochatle is a columnist and political writer studying at Ben-Gurion University. Last week, he wrote a piece that appeared in News 24 and City Press entitled Why, as a black South African, I went to live and study in Israel. I'm delighted to have Kenneth as my guest now to tell us all more. Kenneth, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, Cherish, and good afternoon to the listeners of FM. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, Kenneth, actually, the last time we spoke on air was about Khadi Chweni, something we both feel passionate about, and then you're in the Northwest. Um, where exactly are you at the moment? Pardon? Where exactly are you at the moment? Are you at the university? Well, so, at, at the moment, I'm in Beersheba in, in Israel. So I came here um, around the beginning of uh, December. We were scheduled to come here uh, around October uh, on the 9th, but we could not come uh, due to uh, what happened in Israel on the 7th of October. So our trip was delayed uh, until the situation settled down. So I'm here to further my studies. I'm doing my master's program uh, in what is known as African Sustainable Communities. Kenneth, when you agreed to go to Israel and decided to study at Ben-Gurion, the war obviously had not broken out. What made you, after the 7th of October, decide to still carry through? Because the the images that were coming out were frightening. Yes, I think as as, as anybody could imagine, and as we have seen the the pictures that are soon are not nice on what happened on the 7th of October. Uh, I was obviously shocked at what I saw, uh, but the management of the universities guaranteed us the, our safety. So that is why we were confident that uh, the, the, the Israel authorities would protect us as much as they protect their uh, civilians or the, the Israelites. So I I thought it was important because it it would change my my life for good and uh, the knowledge that I'm going to be equipped with here uh, will be used to the advantage of my community and the country at large. So you are there together with um, fellow Africans from around the world. Tell me a little bit about the contingent. Yes, we we are 18, and I think this is the third cohort since the program started. So we are the third cohort. Um, we are coming from different African countries. Others are from Nigeria. Others are from Kenya, um, Lesotho, South Africa. I'm here, and then we also have got uh, uh, others from Rwanda and, and other countries. Uh, so what the program seeks to do uh, is to. Uh, equip us with necessary skills uh, to go back to our communities where we come from and make contributions that will uh, change those communities. As we know that uh, Africa, uh, uh, Africa in, in all these uh, countries, they've been battling um, with uh, issues such as climate change, the effects of climate change, uh, which we have not come to understand. So uh, the knowledge that we are going to to get from here, we'll take it with us to our communities and then teach our communities how uh, we can help to mitigate the effects of climate change. Uh, and, 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 and also we will, we will be taught uh, other ways on which we can 
develop our communities through uh, entrepreneurship uh, and other means. Um, yeah, so this basically that's basically about uh, the program. Uh-huh. So it's more pro development. Um, you, I know, and I think, and I hope I'm not um, letting the cat out the bag, are going to be something doing something on water specifically for Northwest Province. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. So uh, when I was in the Northwest, I was a freelancer, mostly for the Citizen newspaper. So I've been covering more about the water or water-related issues. Uh, many communities around Northwest they are battling with water. We we, we can also remember that the, around 2000, uh, 2020, uh, a dairy company called uh, Clover, uh, they were also disinvesting in Lake Timbeck uh, due to, amongst other, uh, water scarcity or shortages of water and the uh, lack of electricity, lack of roads, um, and, and also these other communities, including where I'm coming from, uh, there's lack of investment due to uh, water shortages or lack of water and also other communities, which means that water is at the center of the development of uh, any community. So I came here because uh, Ben Gerion is also reputable uh, for, 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 for its research, groundbreaking research uh, in water. So I decided to, to do something uh, related to water. So my, my research is basically uh, to look at the implications of uh, inadequate of water uh, to, to the economy of my of my village, uh, which I think its findings will be a grand ba- groundbreaking uh, in a in a way that the, um, it will be uh, recommended to the local municipality uh, to see if they can implement the solutions that I'm going to recommend in my study. Wow, that's incredible. You are correct, of course. Bengurian is known for its uh, Bengurian University for its water studies and. Um, they're obviously in the desert there are doing amazing things. Uh, Kenneth, we're going to take our break. And after the break, we are going to look at your impressions of South Africa, uh, of Israel and the response you've received from fellow South Africans. This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. And I'm talking to Kenneth Mohartley, columnist and political writer who is studying at Ben-Gurion University. Um, what have your impressions of Israel been, Kenneth? Um, yeah, this is my second time coming here, but this one is different because I'm going to spend around seven, eight, eight months exactly. Uh, so I came here in 2018, so we only spent about a week here, eight days. Uh, so now I, I'm, I'm here to spend much longer time. So my impression, uh, what I, I, I think impressed me uh, is obviously the issues of security, how the Israel have been able uh, to survive for such a long time, like uh, since the establishment in 75, and even before when they were here in the Holy Land, they've been able to, to make sure that they, they, they protect their own civilians uh, whilst they are uh, they are surrounded by the enemies, the people who used to fight with them, and the people who, who are, we can say they are still fighting with them, looking at what Lebanon is doing. But they've been able to to make sure that they protect their own civilians. Uh, and then the second one is the excellent, uh, or the, 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 high, the highly standardized uh, um, public service. 
which I, I had to compare it with where I'm coming from, from South Africa. Uh, like the municipalities here, even at the time of conflict, they are able to uh, to, to, to thrive. Um, the economy also, uh, when you look in, into what is happening in Africa, uh, especially in South Africa, we had uh, um, the last time the riots when Jacob Zuma was arrested in then we were told that uh, it was going to affect the economy in a very immense way. Uh, but here you have got the situation where you have the conflict, uh, but they are able to to keep the economy going. Um, you don't see those effects even when you are told that uh, there will be some effects in the long run. But at the moment you don't see them. The economy uh, is doing very well, uh, even when people are saving um, went to serve for national duty and then there's also tolerance love and and that patriotism people are doing everything for their country uh, unlike in our country uh, where you don't see that heightened levels of patriotism everybody wants to do things and on individual uh, basis uh, they want to do things for their own self-interest so here you see people doing things for their own country for the love of their country and unlike uh, the, the the popular narrative that the, there is uh, discriminatory laws or practices uh, which existed in, in South Africa before 1994 I have not experienced any on a personal level uh, when we get inside the public institutions like for example we went to uh, our, our, our cohort was taken to foreign ministry uh, and then when we got there, we were treated like uh, any other people who were entering the institutions. Uh, the only thing they do, were, which is not done in South Africa, it would be uh, to thoroughly make sure that uh, they are searching us and then they, they, they demand the identification. You have to be positively identified. Who are you? And then you give them uh, your passport or any other identity that you have so that they can positively identify you. And then we, we were able to also ask um, challenging questions to the authority on their foreign uh, ministry, on their foreign policy positions uh, and experiences, especially uh, in Africa. Um, the buses uh, the buses or the public transport is, is very perfect when you compare it with the South Africa and the municipalities, they are making sure that there are no garbages in the streets. Uh, the streets are, are, are clean and, 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 and uh, yeah, yeah, that's basically what they've been happening. So everything is running smoothly. So there's no apartheid in Israel and it's a country that's uh, proud of its patriotism. The last question in one minute, um, Kenneth. What, is, what was the response to your article in City Press and News 24? Yeah, I think um, many people, they, they resonate and they relate with uh, what I had written, especially here in Israel, uh, those who are coming from African countries also, they feel the same way that Israel is home to many people. Uh, I'm not the only black person in Israel. There are many people who are coming from other countries to study here, and there are also others from uh, Russia. We have got others from China. Uh, we have got uh, many others from uh, Thailand and uh, and India, they are here to study, others are waking. Uh, so, so yeah, people are resonating with it. There'll be few who feel 
like they disagree with uh, the contents in the article, but many are resonating and relating with the experience. Well, well done and thank you and good luck for your studies and I look forward to visiting Northwest and seeing its improved water systems. Uh, thank you very much, Edison, to the listeners of KFM. That was Kenneth Mukhartley, columnist and political writer. After the break, Dr. Glenn Siegel.